Hi, and welcome to the premiere edition of Jewish Time, a new podcast sponsored by the Atlanta Jewish Times, keeping Jewish Atlanta connected. I'm your host, Jeff Silperblatt, and each month, my mission is to host an interesting conversation with people who are connected to Jewish culture and lifestyle. Today's guest is Bob Barr from the Atlanta Jewish Times, and our conversation revolves around the ongoing Atlanta Jewish Film Festival. I hope that you'll like what you're about to hear, so let's get started. Bob, it's nice to have you here. Thanks for taking time for us. Um, At the time of this recording, we are uh, one week into the Film Festival for 2020. They're celebrating their 20th anniversary. Would you say that the fact that the Atlanta Jewish community is tight-knit, well-organized, helps to make the Jewish film festival here so popular? So it's not just the fact that we have a, an important community here, but we have an important community that steps up and takes responsibility uh, for making sure that this festival has the resources it needs, the support it needs to do the great job that it does. Tell me about the role that you're currently playing with the Atlanta Jewish Film Festival. Well, just to uh, correct you there, I am not a part of uh, the board, but I am a volunteer and have been a volunteer for uh, several years. Uh, And of course, I'm always talking up uh, the great work of the festival year round, because uh, I think as many people know, uh, the Atlanta Jewish Film Festival doesn't just exist for uh, two and a half weeks in uh, February. It actually is a year-round commitment. They have programs uh, throughout the city, uh, 12 months of the year. And so uh, as a a volunteer, I've been on the screening uh, selection uh, committee. I've uh, watched uh, literally hundreds of films over the past several years on just about every aspect of uh, Jewish life. And I've also been on the speaker selection committee, which... uh, helps to select those people who introduce the films and talk about the films, either before or after each screening. And I've been just a general booster of uh, all the work that they do. Uh, Kenny Blank has done an outstanding job over the past uh, 20 years or so in uh, building a festival that has not only national recognition, but international uh, recognition. When you're screening a film to be considered to be part of the film festival. What are you looking for? Are you looking for a message? Or are you looking for a great creative work? Um, what's the criteria for recommending, oh, this film has to be part of the film festival? Well, I think the first question you have to ask yourself is, is this a Jewish film? Uh, and in what way is this a Jewish film? Uh, Sometimes it's connection to uh, the American Jewish community or the world Jewish community is uh, tenuous. And so you have to ask yourself, first of all, uh, how does this reflect either historical uh, Judaism or uh, contemporary Judaism? Are any of the films that we get as part of the film festival here, are are they films that are going to wind up in a, in a, uh, a widely played regular movie audience? Meaning, are they going to be released in major theaters or are we going to see them on Netflix? Uh, One of the uh, films uh, that I think is quite popular at the festival this year is uh, Billy Crystal's uh, new film. Uh, It's uh, called uh, Standing Up and Falling Down. 
And uh, that film is going into national release uh, almost immediately after the uh, Atlanta Jewish Film Festival. Was it a good get uh, for the film festival to be able to, to premiere that film? Well, I think, yes, I think it is. Uh, first of all, it, it adds a real star quality uh, to the festival. Uh, so many people love Billy Crystal and his work. And it's a, a really entertaining film uh, that uh, uh, has, I think, had a, a considerable impact here. Uh, it's well done. And it also was the selection uh, this year for the Young Professionals Night, where uh, they try to get uh, younger uh, uh, people, uh, perhaps in their 20s and 30s, uh, more interested in the Atlanta Jewish Film Festival. So, yeah, I think this was a, a terrific choice. Is there one particular movie this year that you would say have to see this movie, that it had such an impact uh, either on you or you believe that after seeing the movie, it's a movie that we have to all go see uh, because of a message or because of great acting or because of the story itself? Yeah, I think uh, one, one film in particular is a documentary uh, that was done uh, recently by Rick Burns. Uh, Rick Burns is uh, the uh, brother of the documentary filmmaker who did that great series on the Civil War. Sure, that would be Ken Burns. And, base mm -hmm. and baseball and all those other wonderful PBS documentaries. Sure. He, he did a film called Oliver Sacks, His Own Life. And the Atlanta Jewish Film Festival is premiering that film uh, during the festival. And, and it truly is a great documentary. It's uh, really the story of Oliver Sacks, who's a well-known writer and uh, neurologist, and about his career and about literally the last six months of his life. Uh, he uh, was told uh, at the beginning of, I believe it was 2018, uh, that he only had a few months to live. And uh, he called in uh, Rick Burns and he said, you've been pestering me about doing a documentary. Well, let's do it. And Rick Burns followed him in the final months of his life. And uh, this is a documentary about the summing up of this uh, great individual's contribution not only to the world of medicine and the world of literature, but to humanity. And uh, Matthew Bernstein, uh, my partner in uh, recommending some of these films, Matthew Bernstein is a professor at Emory University and head of their film and media studies department, said that in the 20 years he's been going to the festival, uh, this is the finest documentary he's ever seen. Is, is there one film that has changed you, that you were awestruck by? Well, I think there, I, I think there are so many of them. I, I think that uh, to try to single out one film, even this year, it's a little difficult to even single out the Oliver Sacks film because there's just so many films. I think that anyone who's familiar with the AJFF uh, knows of the of the role that Kenny Blank has played and also knows of the impact that he's had in growing the festival over 20 years. Uh, I remember when it was just a couple of weekends of, you know, six or seven or eight films, and it has grown exponentially. H how does the Atlanta Jewish Film Festival compare 
to other cities that host similar festivals? Actually, an incomparable experience because uh, what Kenny is, uh, Kenny Blankets has done in this community is he, he's built an infrastructure uh, that supports this festival each year. And when I say supports it, not only through their uh, contributions, their financial contributions and their in-kind contributions. Uh, for example, uh, uh, the Atlanta Jewish Times uh, contributes as an in-kind sponsor to uh, the film festival each year. And it provides a way of the community learning about these films or reading about these films before the festival begins. So what he's done is created an infrastructure that supports the festival in a way that few communities in the world, not just in the United States, have been able to do. Yes, there are large festivals in San Francisco. Yes, there's a large festival in Jerusalem. Yes, there's a large festival in uh, uh, various parts of uh, America. But I think this festival is unique in the depth of the support it gets from uh, interested uh, people in this community and not just Jews. Uh, one of the important sponsors of the Atlanta Jewish Film Festival is the Coca-Cola Company. And it's also supported by Warner Media, uh, which is now a part of AT&T. Uh, so he's created in the 20 years that he's been running this festival a commitment on the part of so many people here uh, to make this a truly great world event. And I, I think in that way, it really is unique. It really is important. And it's really a way uh, to show the rest of the world what we here in Atlanta are able to do when we have the commitment, the energy, the drive, uh, the initiative uh, to uh, create great entertainment. Bob, I, I want to move the spotlight away from the film festival for a second, and I want to put it back on you. And I, I would like for you to share with the audience either a personal or a professional highlight that stays active in your mind, something that you're incredibly proud of, maybe your work at CBS News or at CNN. Tell us about that highlight and, and how it came to be. And it's the experience of seeing an infant born in a hospital. We were doing a story about the growth of the phenomenon in America, which has placed uh, midwives in uh, an important position of responsibility in attending to uh, women who are delivering uh, children. And also the controversy between whether uh, births should occur at home or in the hospital. And we witnessed the birth of uh, a child in someone's home. Uh, for those who have never seen a child being born, uh, you're missing one of the great miracles of humanity. And this was really uh, an experience that I had in a quiet home outside Jacksonville, Florida, uh, where we were able, through the gracious hospitality that was provided to us, of 
actually watching the last hour or so of uh, a human being being brought into the world. Uh, it was a life-altering experience for me, and I think for all of those who were with me that day, our, our crew, our reporter, all those who were part of uh, this experience. Bob, what's left on your bucket list? Well, uh, you know, one of the great things about journalism is that you get to see so much in your life uh, and you're actually paid for it. And uh, I think that so much uh, of what I have done has been truly a blessing. Uh, I think that the really continually interesting story uh, to me is where Israel is going in the next decade. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be looking very closely at uh, the evolution of uh, Jewish life in Israel, the evolution of uh, political life in Israel, uh, the evolution of all sorts of new ways of looking at uh, science and culture and film. You know, one of the things that people don't realize about Israel as what, is what an impact Israel and its entertainment industry has had on the rest of the world. Uh, that a nation of some 9 million individuals, uh, perhaps 80% or so are Jews, uh, has had an enormous impact on uh, the world of entertainment, on culture generally, on the way we look at the world. Increasingly, we are uh, seeing uh, Jewish films and uh, Jewish television series uh, that are making their way to the United States, Europe, and elsewhere. And so I think the story in the next uh, decade and the story that I'm going to be looking at very closely is how the Jewish experience in Israel evolves and how it affects us as American Jews and how we as American Jews, are able to impact life in Israel. Bob Barr, award-winning reporter, producer, and journalist. I want to thank you for your time today, Bob, and for opening up with us. Well, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to Jewish Talk a podcast sponsored by the Atlanta Jewish Times. Make sure you check back on the Atlanta Jewish Times website for a regular schedule of podcasts. That's coming soon. And also, don't forget to vote for your Jewish Atlanta favorite. Voting ends on March 15th. Please share this podcast and tell your friends about it. Every month, we'll post a new conversation that we hope that you'll find compelling to listen to. I'm your host, Jeff Silverblatt. Thanks for listening.